Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Beanie Weld School of Public Relations, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, um, I see you got your voice back for Christmas. How are I you? I do. I'm excited about it. I have a voice, so I sound way better than last week. <laughs> you found your voice finally the last week of the season. Finally. And you found your voice. Can you believe we're finishing up our third year already? No, no. It, the time just flies when you're having fun. At least for me, it does. <laughs> Hopefully you can say the same yeah. thing, but yeah, uh, I'll let course. you be the judge, okay? So, so how can uh, people find us this evening? You know, the people that are still in their the championship, championship game edition. Uh, we do have. We're going to be here for a full hour until 10:30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. And if you want to have your voice heard, have your questions answered, or just generally call in and chat with us, whatever works for you. There are a number of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, all over social media, and of course by phone, you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Our email handle is the same, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com and our personal Twitter accounts as well. And we'll give you all that information at the end of the show. In case you have any Sunday lineup questions, we're happy to answer those. And speaking of Sunday, all the games are on Sunday this week. which I kind of like it. it. Yeah, it makes it feel like a uh, an old-time um, football week, which is nice. So, yeah. so any. Of course, you know, it's week 17 is kind of a crapshoot anyway, but are there any teams in particular that you think we should be leery of in terms of resting starters and all this week? Um, we're at, This is a pretty nice year as opposed to the last couple of years. There are no teams that are going to, I think, rest starters for an entire game or the majority of games. Uh, I think potentially Houston and Indy, if that becomes a blowout on one side or the other, which I think it could, you may see some guys get rested there. Um, Atlanta may rest players later in the game. But I just I don't think there may be Denver and Kansas City if they get up big. But so many teams have been burned the last couple of years by resting their players and then getting bounced early in the playoffs that I think we're going to see less and less of it. Yeah, the, Atlanta is the one that really worries me just because they've got nothing to – play for, you know, really they've already locked up the one seed and they're playing Tampa, which doesn't you know, have any playoff um, possibilities. So I, I mm-hmm. worry a little bit about starting in Matt Ryan or Julio Jones or, or Roddy White in, in that game, but uh, you're, you're not as concerned about that then? No, they said they're going to play. I, I want to believe them that they're going to play. <laughs> And yeah, they, I got, they have, I mean, they've been resting guys the last few years and it hasn't worked out for them. So I think we'll see a fair amount of these guys, hopefully at yeah. least. I mean, I'm still not really sold on them, but we'll see what happens. Oh. I, I I don't, I still think that there's a chance that they may just pack it in after a half. I mean, they're not going to say that to the people that go out to the game, of course, but uh, no. No. we'll see. But. So, and your Cowboys are, are still in contention. You know, Shockingly. In spite, of, in spite <laughs> of what happened last weekend, they're still in a win-and-you're-in situation, so you can't really ask for much more than that. Their playoff season essentially begins this week. Time to see what kind of week. team we are. It's only been the third year in a row that it's a win-and-you're-in situation. Let's see if we could actually do it. Yeah, we'll see. So, mm-hmm. I guess there's probably not too many people in the situation of scouring the waiver wire this week, but uh, just in case, who are who are some of the quarterbacks you like? Uh, Carson Palmer is, you know, got his he's, rib injury. I don't know yep. if he's going to and he's play not or not. Playing. And then, he's, they said he's not playing. He's ruled out. Uh, Nick Foles won't Nick be playing Foles for the Eagles. He fractured a his small bone injury. in his hand. Yeah. So, so who do you like as replacements? Are either Michael Vick or Matt Liner decent replacements, or who would you look to this week if you needed somebody? Um, well. Considering there's not a lot of options on the waiver wire, I think you have to look at Michael Vick and Matt Leinert. Leinert's taking the majority of the snaps in practice this week, although Pryor is getting some work. 
uh, that's the only potential issue I could be worried about is if Leonard struggles, he could be replaced. But I think it's pretty safe to say that Leonard's going to get the start. So here, Michael Vick are decent pickups. Uh, Chad Henney's got a nice matchup this week. And Phillip Rivers, I I think he has to bounce back eventually and going against Oakland defense, there's a chance that could happen. Yeah, I I agree with you on all those. Now, Running back, it's a little bit um, more of a problem. We've got Matt Forte with Chicago's got an ankle problem. Trent Richardson, ongoing problem with his ankle in Cleveland. Um, Alex Green in Green Bay has a concussion. Jared Thomas has his knee problems. So mm-hmm. who, are, who are some of the people that you're looking at uh, that might be able to help people out uh, from the waiver wire running back-wise? We saw Ryan Grant get uh, the majority of the carries last week for the Packers. He is going to get the start again this week. Um, he is, it's a tough defensive matchup against Minnesota, so be careful there. Richard Mendenhall, back from his suspension and got a yeah. lot of work. He outperformed Jonathan Dwyer last week, and he's probably on a lot of waiver wires because of all his recent struggles. Uh, Montel Owens in Jacksonville has become kind of the de facto man there. He is still in in name splitting carries, and there is the outside chance Maurice Jones-Drew can be back this week, but I still like Owens the best out of that bunch, and they are playing Tennessee, so it's a nice matchup. The guys I'll mention are uh, Ben Tate in Houston. They mm-hmm. started to work him a little bit in more this past week, and hopefully everything's okay with Arian Foster. But yeah, he said he's good to go and going to start, so there is yeah. that, but... But especially if they get up big early or if the game gets out of hand one way or the other, I could see that we might see a lot of Ben Tate in that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Khalil Bell in Chicago, I don't think Chicago's going to take any chances with Matt Forte. It's better to have somebody with two healthy ankles than somebody with just one. Um, Bernard Pierce in Baltimore, okay, a lot of his yardage last week came on that one long 78-yard run, but he's been getting more touches as the season's gone on. He's been pretty impressive with the touches he has gotten. And then with the San Francisco-Arizona game, if that gets out of hand or if they're not playing for anything, I could see um, the Michael James getting uh, a lot of carries for San Francisco this week. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. This is definitely a week that if you want to take a flyer on a backup running back, this is probably your best chance. Yeah, and in spite of what I said before about Atlanta, I, I would not touch uh, Jack Liz Rogers just nope. because Jana is right in her assessment and they keep their starters in the whole game. Uh, and uh, gambling on a Jack Liz Rogers or a Harry Douglas wouldn't pay off very much then. But no. how about wide receivers? We had a few big names uh, banged up last week. Anquan Bolden, shoulder injury. Very Randall Cobb, time. ankle injury. Devon Best missed the game with his back. Jeremy Macklin's knee is bothering him again. Mike Wallace's hip is bothering him. Mario Manningham's done for the year. Who are some of the wide receivers that might be available on the waiver wire that you would be looking at this week? Uh, Jason Avant, for sure, in Philadelphia, especially with Michael Vick back. They have a good rapport. Uh, Brandon LaFell, who we tell you every week, he's back from his concussion and going to start this week. Santana Moss in Washington caught himself a little touchdown this week, got a couple looks. Uh, Definitely we're seeing more of RG3 actually throwing the ball and letting some plays develop since he is hindered with that knee injury. And Jordan Shipley in Jacksonville, really like that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was on my list too, the other guys that I'll mention are Jarius Wright in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and Marvin Jones has started to get some more looks in Cincinnati, and Greg Little, same thing in Cleveland there. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, chances are there's there's not too much. Um, T.J. Graham in Buffalo maybe, but, yeah, chances are that the waiver wire has been picked through pretty well at this point. But wide receiver, there's always somebody every week that, Mm-hmm. that uh, scores a lot that you haven't really expected. But tight end, uh, Tony Moiaki has a concussion. Scott Chandler's done for the year. Heath Miller got knocked out of the game last week. Heath Miller um, tore up his knee real good. Yeah, that, that was sad to see. Bad for next so, year, I'm worried about. Yeah, so who were, and I guess he doesn't have to worry about the Pro Bowl anymore. But uh, So who are some of the tight ends that people should be taking a look at if they need one for this week? 
Uh, Dennis Pitta, Mercedes Lewis. I can't say enough about the Jacksonville at Tennessee matchup. Uh, Lance Kendricks in St. Louis. Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota. I think that's that's pretty much it on my end. What do you think? Well, we've mentioned Tony Scheffler the last couple of weeks. I would mm-hmm. still um, go with him if he's out there. Ben Watson in Cleveland's been getting a lot of targets the last few weeks. And also Brent Selleck is back now. And the reason I mentioned that is because is that with Michael Vick back, I think he might also see. And with Michael Vick back and Jeremy Macklin perhaps out or at least yeah. you know, hobbled, that uh, Brent Selleck might be a good play this week. So any any pickers you want to mention? Blair Walsh in Minnesota, like my... Josh Scobie in Jacksonville, Matt Prater in Denver, all big big uh, point getters this week, I think. Yeah, I'll mention Kai Forbath. We mention him every week. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's somebody that's really done well, and I think Washington's going to score a lot of points again this week. And how about uh, defense-wise, anybody whose matchups you really like a lot this week? I like Cleveland against Pittsburgh. I like Green Bay against Minnesota, San Diego against Oakland, and their circus of uh, of quarterbacks. And there's no way San Francisco's on your waiver wire, but that matchup against Arizona is so nice. <laughs> yeah. Two I'll mention. I'll mention Buffalo hosting the Jets. Buffalo's defense mm-hmm. has been a horror show this year, but the Jets' offense may be even worse than Buffalo's defense, so I like that matchup. And then, again, just again, just a hunch that Atlanta's not going to play their starters four quarters. Tampa Bay might be worthy of a look. You know, they don't allow much on the ground, and usually if you're going to put a backup quarterback in and backup receivers, that you're more likely to keep the ball on the ground, which I think would work to Tampa's advantage, but we'll see there. So why don't we hop right into the games then? And speaking of Tampa and Atlanta, that's the first game on the agenda for the the afternoon games. This again and it's I, I don't have anything to prove this, but I just have my suspicions that Atlanta, given that they have nothing to play for really, that their starters are not going to play four quarters, it wouldn't make sense if Matt Ryan or Tony Gonzalez or either of the wide receivers got hurt. So I think they play at most a half. I think Tampa Bay will play a whole game, and I think they're going to win by a couple touchdowns in one of those typically meaningless late-season final scores that you see. I'll take Tampa to win this 35-20. to 20. I think Tampa Bay wins, but I think Atlanta plays at least well into the third quarter, if not most of it. I, I think they're going to play a lot longer than you do. But uh, fantasy-wise, I think Josh Freeman is uh, a second quarterback option at best. I really like Doug Martin this week. I like Vincent Jackson at wide receiver. Mike Williams, I think, could be more of a flex option. I'm saying no to Tyquan Underwood, no to tight end Dallas Clark, no kicker, no defense. I, I mean, I don't know. I I'm, I would like to see Atlanta play most of the game. I think it would be more competitive that way. Yeah. Um, just again, going with my my theory, I'm going to say that you should not start anybody on the Atlanta offense. Quarterback Matt Ryan for me is a second quarterback at best this week. Wide receivers Julio Jones and Roddy White are at best flex options for me this week. Same thing with Tony Gonzalez. White questionable with a knee injury. Of course, he was questionable last week. He was on my bench in a championship game, and mm. and uh, much to my chagrin, but, uh, that's the way fantasy goes. Uh, when you're not mm. sitting at your computer on Sunday morning or on Thursday night, um, running backs Michael Turner and Jack Quiz Rogers, wide receiver uh, Harry Douglas, kicker Matt Bryan in the defense. I would say leave all of them on your bench. All right, we'll see what happens. Okay, so. Next up, we've got the Jets at Buffalo in one of the many who cares games this weekend. Somebody's got to win this game. I think it'll be Buffalo. There'll probably be more people in the stands than there will be watching on TV. But I'll take Buffalo to win this 27-20. to 20. I think Buffalo wins thanks in large part to C.J. Spiller. Um, for the Jets, it's just... It's not great. It hasn't been great all year. I would just stay away altogether from anybody who would attempt to play quarterback for the Jets. Um, I'm okay starting Sean Green. By love, Powell could be a flex option. 
Jeremy Curley is really the only other player I would think about starting. Stay away from the other wide receivers, Chad Schillings, Braylon Edwards, Stephen Hills on IR. Uh, don't start Dustin Keller. Don't start the kicker. Don't start the defense. I don't exactly think this will be a, a shootout, but it just, hmm. This, is, this wouldn't be a pretty matchup at any point this year, unfortunately. No. For Buffalo, running back C.J. Spiller, probably with his shoulder injury, I would start him. Wide receiver Steve Johnson and the Buffalo defense. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick is the second quarterback for me. Wide receiver T.J. Graham. Flex option kicker Ryan Lindell is okay. And tight end Scott Chandler and Doran Dickerson, I wouldn't start either of those guys. Uh, yeah, Chandler, I'm not even sure if he's – I think he was put on IR, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Doran Dickerson is listed as questionable with an ankle injury. But uh, needless to say, Buffalo is not going to be throwing much to any tight end, not named Scott Chandler. So don't worry no, about it. Probably not. So next up we've got Jacksonville at Tennessee and another who cares game. But, of course, if you're starting somebody or looking for points in a fantasy final, you certainly care. And yeah. I've I've been taking Tennessee for several weeks now, and they've – not been uh, doing as well as I thought they would do as the season has progressed. Chris Johnson is still sits and starts. I think he had something like 11 carries for 14 yards last week or, or something equally unimpressive. But yeah, Tennessee, I, I think they win this game. I think they go out with uh, a 28-17 to 17 win, I'll say. All right. I, I think Jacksonville is going to come out on top of this one. I I just I don't know. Tennessee, I like you, have really wanted them to get it together, and it just hasn't happened. And Jacksonville, they got a little a little spark, a little something happening. Granted, they put more guys on IR and claim more guys each week than I think anybody else in the league, is at least it feels like it from the transactions. But Chad Henney, I think, is a second quarterback option. I love the matchup, but let's be realistic. He's not going to put up like Peyton Manning type of numbers here. <laughs> Montel Owens at running back, I like the start. Um, if Maurice Jones-Drew plays, and that's a really big if, I might take a flyer on him at the flex position if you're in a deeper league. Uh, I like wide receiver Justin Blackman. Jordan Shipley I think could be a good flex option. I'm staying away from Mercedes Lewis this week, but I am going to start kicker Josh Scobie and say no to the defense just in case Chris Johnson goes off. So, for Tennessee, Chris Johnson, I would leave him as a flex option at best. He's questionable with an ankle injury. If it's really bothering him, they have nothing to gain by playing him, and we'll probably see a lot of Jamie Harper if that's Mm -hmm. the case. Wide receiver Kenny Britt is probable with a knee injury. He's a good start. The defense is a good start. Quarterback Jake Locker is a second quarterback for me. Wide receivers Kendall Wright and Nate Washington are flex options. Kicker Rob Baronis is okay. Tight end Craig Stevens I would leave on the bench. Okay. I can live with that. So Cleveland at Pittsburgh, another game that I'm a little bit surprised. I think at the beginning of the season neither one of us would have necessarily thought this would be a who cares game. But in spite of that, I still think Pittsburgh is – the better team, and I think they'll show it. They might not be a better team by as much as I thought, but I still think they win this by at least a touchdown. I'll say Pittsburgh 24, Cleveland 17. Okay. Um, I think I think Pittsburgh's going to win. I think they need to salvage this. I, if Cleveland was a little healthier, it looks like Trent Richardson's probably not playing. I may be more inclined to take them. But I think this will be a close I I really think this is going to be a close, one of the better games this weekend. Um, if you're a Steelers fan, that's probably not what you want to hear. So. <laughs> but I think Brandon Whedon is a second quarterback option. I'd stay away from Trent Richardson, on even on the very off chance that he does play in this game. I don't think you're going to get enough value out of him. I would start Montario Hardestay, though. I would start Greg Little. I think Josh Gordon could be a flex option for you if you're in a deeper league, but I'm staying away from the rest of the wide receivers. I'm staying away from tight end Ben Watson. No kicker, but I am going to start the defense. I don't think Pittsburgh's putting up a ton of points. For Pittsburgh, I would start quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, running back Richard Mendenhall. I think he'll keep his momentum going from last week. 
wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, and I would also start Pittsburgh's defense. Wide receiver Mike Wallace is questionable with a hip injury. He's a flex option for me. Kicker Sean Sweezum is a good start this week. Running backs Isaac Redman and Jonathan Dwyer. If, if Mendenhall really is back, those guys aren't going to get too many carries, and I would leave them on the bench this week. And, of course, you know, Heath Miller is not going to be playing this week or Mm-mm. any other week anytime soon. So he's somebody else that you want to leave on the on the bench this week. Yeah. All right. Bad. I hope he uh, recovers okay. Yeah, that was not pretty. Not at all. So, moving on, we've got Baltimore at Cincinnati. And both of these teams are going to be in the playoffs, seeding still a little bit up in the air. But, this, yeah. yeah, Baltimore, I just I don't see how they're going to get very far in the playoffs with that defense. I know they look good against the Giants, but I think that says more about the state of the Giants right now than it does Baltimore's defense. I think Cincinnati has their their offense going in a much higher gear right now than the Giants, and I'll pick them to win this. I'll take Cincinnati 31, Baltimore 24. Uh, You know, I might actually agree with you. (laughs) I just, I like what Cincinnati is going to I know, this, this is real crazy, but we'll go with it. Um, Baltimore just, they just don't look like a a real strong contender in the playoffs right now. Uh, unfortunately, since they were my Super Bowl pick, that just did not pan out for me. Um, but fantasy-wise, Joe Flacco, just a second quarterback option this week. I like Ray Rice. I think that Torrey Smith, the only wide receiver I'd start it as a wide receiver, maybe a flex option for Anquan Bolden, but I'm staying away from Jacoby Jones and tight end Dennis Pitta. I am going to start the kicker in the defense, though. I just I think this will be one of those typical AFC hard-fought, low-scoring games. Now, Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken, um, I I just I'm not sure. I, I I'm guessing we may not see a whole game of Ray Rice. Uh, do you think that Bernard Pierce is somebody you would take a chance on as a flex option this week? No. I think that if I were going to play a flex player, I would look elsewhere. Okay. For Cincinnati, I guess I like him a little bit more than you do, but we'll Not see. But we can't get on. We won't have a show next week, so we'll have to tweet no. at each other or do something. <laughs> so, All right. Cincinnati, we've got quarterback uh, Andy Dalton. Start him. Running back Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Start him. Wide receiver A.J. Green, good start. And Mike Nugent looks like he's going to be back kicking this week. Start him if he does. Otherwise, start uh, Josh Brown. Wide receivers Andrew Hawkins and Marvin Jones, who we mentioned before in the waiver wire pickup. Both mm-hmm. those guys are decent flex options. Tight end Jermaine Gresham, same thing. Defense is a good start, too. All right. Moving right along, we've got Chicago at Detroit. Chicago is has nobody but themselves to blame for pretty much uh, blowing the central division. And if they don't watch out, they may not uh, make the wild card either. But we'll see. Yeah. But I, I think they will win this game. You know, Detroit has nothing to play for. Really the only drama there at this point is whether Calvin Johnson can get to his 2,000 yards, which would be amazing. And I, I, I have my doubts. I have my doubts that he's going to get it, but we'll see. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's listed as questionable with a knee injury, but he's one of those guys that you know he's going to play, you know, unless yeah. he is short a limb or two. And as far as I've heard, that isn't the case, at least not yet. But yeah, I think Chicago will win this game. It'll be close, but I'll take Chicago to win twenty-four to twenty. Um. Yeah, I can. I can go with that. I just. I'm, I could not be less excited for this game. I hope Calvin Johnson gets a, another uh, in a series of a million records he's breaking and setting this season. Um, I just, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather watch just about any other game this week. Fantasy-wise, I think Jay Cutler is a second quarterback option. I like Matt Forte. Remember, Michael Bush is on IR, so there's nobody to vulture touchdowns from him, so hopefully that helps. Brandon Marshall, you pretty much always have to start if Cutler's playing. I'm not starting anyone else uh, 
from that wide receiver core, stay away from Earl Bennett, Alshon Jeffrey, Devin Hester, all of them, uh, no tight end. But I am going to start the kicker and the defense for the Bears this week. Detroit's just, it's just not, it's not pretty anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, their offense is still pretty decent, but the, they have a lot of work to do on yeah. defense, and they've got to get their wide receivers healthy and probably upgrade their line a little bit. But So for Detroit, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, I would start him. And as we mentioned before, tight end Tony Scheffler, also a decent start. Quarterback Matt Stafford, for me, he's the second quarterback this week. I just think Chicago's defense, even though they've been banged up, is, is still pretty good. Running back Michael LaShore, he's a flex option for me, and the defense is a good start. Running back Joyce Bell, wide receiver Chris Durham, tight end Brandon Pettigrew, and Will Heller, kicker Jason Hansen. I keep all of them on the bench this week. Okay. Let's keep rolling. Yeah. So next up we've got Houston at Indy, and who would have thought before the season began that Indy would actually be in the playoffs? But they are, and probably won't be a very long stay in the playoffs. But probably not. You never know. Every, every year in the wild card round, there's always one in the, you know, one upset. It seems I mean, at least. Last in the, year, Tim Tebow won a wild card game. Yeah, and the year before, I think uh, Seattle beat New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yes, things do happen, but in this game, I don't think they're going to be any surprises. I think Houston will take care of business and then just wait to see what happens in the. Denver and well, I think if they win, they get the home field. Is that right? Yeah. They clinch home field, so they don't yeah. care they don't what happens by. with Denver and New England. It's only Denver and New England that uh, care if Houston loses. But I don't think that's right. going to happen here. I think Houston will win this game. I'll take them 34-24. I think it's going to be closer than that, but I do think Houston wins. I just think that their defense and Indy's a little turnover-prone offense is not an ideal matchup. Um, but I think this will be a good game to watch. Uh, fantasy-wise, I'm definitely starting Matt Schaub and Arian Foster. I'm not I'm not starting Ben Tate this week. I just – what happened last week I don't think we'll see again. Um, but, I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'm sure it'll happen again. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely starting Arian or Andre Johnson, um, but not Kevin Walter. Normally, I like him as a flex. I just don't know if there's going to be enough there for him this week. I'm staying away from Garrett Graham as well. I'm going to start Owen Daniels. I like the matchup against the Indy defense. No kicker, and yes, the defense. Okay. For Indy, I would say quarterback Andrew Luck is a good start. Wide receivers Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton, good starts. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver Donnie Avery is a flex option for me, as are as is tight end Dwayne Allen. And I think uh, kicker Adam Vinatieri is a good option. I would keep running back Vic Ballard on the bench. I know he's been better of late, but Houston still has a pretty good run defense, although uh, you couldn't prove that by Adrian Peterson. <laughs> although they did a pretty good job on him. You know, they give up only 85 yards to a guy who's just been superhuman this year. Yeah. Actually doing a pretty good job with him. Tight end Kobe Fleener is a no-go for me, and I would not start Indy's defense either. Probably not. I can, I can agree with that. All right. So, onward, we've got Carolina at New Orleans. Another meaningless game, but I think there are going to be a lot of offensive fireworks in this game. And I know you're not as big a fan of Carolina's offense as I am, but I think they are going to win this game. I just think that they have a little bit more defense than New Orleans does, and I'll pick Carolina to win this 34-27. I think New Orleans wins. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Carolina's pretty much just playing to save their coach's job at this point, and it just I don't know. This game might have been better last year. <laughs> not not quite as entertaining this year, but I do agree with you. I think we'll see a lot of offense. I think you can safely start Cam Newton. Uh, I think Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams are both flex options. I think D'Angelo Williams is much more of a deeper league option. Jonathan Stewart uh, could be a borderline running back if you start a, a lot on your team, but I like him better as a flex. Stay away from Mike Tolbert. Uh, I do like Steve Smith and Brandon LaFell this week, but not Lewis Murphy. Definitely starting tight end Greg Olson. He's one of the better tight end matchups this week. 
no kicker, no defense. I think they're going to have some problems slowing down New Orleans offense. All right. For Indy, I'm not for Indy. I'm, I'm still on the last team. For New Orleans, I would <laughs> still start thinking quarterback. about Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I need some luck here. So New Orleans quarterback Drew Brees is a good start. Wide receiver Marcus Colston, start him. Tight end uh, Jimmy Graham, probably with a wrist injury, start him. And kicker Graham Gano. Running backs Mark Ingram and Darren Sproles are flex options for me. Wide receiver Lance Moore, flex option. Defense is a decent start. Um, excuse me, on defense I would not start. And running backs Chris Ivory and Tier Thomas are also uh, um, do not starts for me this week. Okay. Let's go to the so NFC East. Halfway through, now we go to the NFC. Another who cares game. Uh, Giants coach will be back, but uh, yeah, he certainly has, has not uh, gotten his team um to play to their full capability this year. They still year, have a chance is, to get in the playoffs. If if a lot of things happen, they could still yeah, be a playoff that's, team. That's not going to happen. I mean, for them, they would have to win, and I think Chicago, Minnesota, and somebody else would all have to mm-hmm. lose. I, I, I think as as we both uh, predicted at the and if we as we both predicted at the beginning of the uh, of the season, I don't think the Giants are making the playoffs, but though that may be for at least me, but I think I think this is just going to be the coup de grace and nail in the coffin for them. Philadelphia, I, I think they're going to give the Giants all they can handle, and I think eventually they're going to win this game 31-28, and Michael Vick will have his last hurrah as a Philadelphia Eagle. I disagree. I think the Giants are going to win this game. And I, I mean, the Eagles are a mess. Giants are wildly inconsistent. This is not going to be a really pretty game, but I think it'll be it'll be close. They always play each other tough at the end of the year, which is nice to watch. But I just I'm very concerned about Michael Vick and about this team kind of as a whole. I think Michael Vick, you can start his second quarterback. Don't start him on his own. Uh, Lashawn McCoy, I would start, but stay away from Bryce Brown and Deion Lewis. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, I. I feel okay starting. I like Jason Avant this week. I'm staying away from Riley Cooper and Damaris Johnson. Michael Vick does not have the kind of rapport with them that Nick Foles did. Brent Selleck, I probably wouldn't start this week. I know you like him better than I do this week. He's been terrible the last four weeks. I'm, I just, even with Vick back, I don't know about it. I'm staying away from the kicker and the defense as well. But I think, I think the Giants pull this one out. Well, I hope you're right, but I'm, I'm just, not a lot of confidence in them right now, especially that defense <laughs> has been has been. Uh, I, I mean, it's not a surprise. I think their defense just got on a hot streak last year, and they were able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks, and yeah. they also had some weather advantages during the playoffs. Some bad weather that played to their advantage, but you know, the season they just between injuries in the secondary and the guys up front just not playing as well as they did last year, except for Jason Pierre-Paul. It's just been a disappointing season from top to bottom for them. But quarterback Eli Manning is a good start this week. Wide receiver Victor Cruz and tight end Martellus Bennett are good starts. Running back Ahmad Bradshaw, questionable with a knee injury. Don't know how much he's going to play. David Wilson, same thing. Those guys are both flex options at best. Wide receiver Hakeem Nix, questionable with a knee injury. Flex option, same thing, uh, Dominic Hickson and Ruben Randall. Kicker Lawrence Times is a good start, but stay away from the defense this week. Okay. This will be an interesting – this is one of the games I'm excited to watch this week. Yeah, even though – yeah, yeah, you're right. Even um, as a Cowboys fan, but – Yeah, and I guess I misspoke when I said it doesn't have any playoff implications. In my mind, the Giants are already dead, but uh, we'll see. And hopefully I'll he be wrong. He never to die. That's the problem. Everything, everything <laughs> would break their way. I think Washington, you know, was it Washington? We'll get there. We'll get to Washington and Dallas. Let's let's look at Green Bay and Minnesota. Right, but I'm, I'm just looking at what would all have to happen for them to make it. I think Washington, Detroit, and and um, yeah, and Green Bay all have to win, and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I don't it's see it. It's not happening. impossible. It's, I mean, it's not it, impossible, it but it's a long shot at best. 
So I, I know the Jets had a scenario a couple of years ago where they needed three or four things to break the way, right way for them, and they made it in, and they made it all the way to the NFC. I mean, the AFC Championship game, but I just mm-hmm. I don't think the Giants are going to be that lucky this year. But we'll see. So now yeah. we get to the Sunday late game. This first game off is Green Bay at Minnesota, and even though Minnesota has a little bit more at stake here than Green Bay does, I, I still think that that Green Bay is going to win this game. They're the better team, and as long as their offensive line holds up, they'll win. I'll take Green Bay to win this game 27-20. Yeah, I agree. And I don't I think agree. Adrian Peterson breaks Eric Dickerson's record either. I don't either. I know he put up 202 yards against the Packers the first time they played him, but I don't think that's going to happen again. The best thing that happened to Christian Ponder this week is that he got married, and it's not going to be that he won a football game because I just – the offense, I don't think can do it, even with Adrian Peterson. Um, Fantasy-wise, I'm definitely starting Aaron Rodgers. I think Ryan Grant's more of a flex option for me, um, staying away from Alex Green and the rest of the other potential running backs. I just That Minnesota defense is tough to run against. Um, from the wide receivers, I think James Jones and Greg Jennings are the only two I would definitely start. I like Jordy, Jordy Nelson as a flex. Randall Cobb and Donald Driver I'm staying away from this week. I do like... Ter- Jermichael Finley's matchup, I think I would start him. Uh, no kicker, but yes to the defense. I think, like you said, Minnesota's not going to put up a ton of points. For Minnesota, Adrian Peterson right now is listed as questionable with his abdomen and groin injuries. But, oh, yeah, uh, like he's really not going to play this. Yeah, I think there's no way he's he's sitting on the bench this week, and if he's in there, he should be in your starting lineup. I didn't mm-hmm. think so last week, but the Packers run defense isn't as good as as Houston's. So start Mm -hmm. Adrian Peterson, start tight end Kyle Rudolph. Wide receivers Jarius Wright and uh, Jerome Simpson are flex options for me. Defense is an okay start, but not great. Quarterback Christian Ponder, no. Running back Toby Gerhardt, no. Wide receiver Michael Jenkins, no. And kicker Blair Walsh should be on your bench as well. Okay. Next up, we've got Miami at New England. New England, I guess, theoretically still has a, a chance to be the number one seed, but a lot of things would have, and Houston and Denver would both have to lose for that to happen. But Yeah, this is this is a seeding implication game. <laughs> yeah, and Miami, yeah, nothing really there to play for, but... And I don't think this will be close. I was wrong last week. Jacksonville gave New England a, a better game than I thought they would. But uh, I don't think this part of the, the Florida connection, the AFC Florida connection, is going to put up much of a fight either. And I think New England will win this by at least a couple of touchdowns. I'll say New England 37, Miami 21. I disagree. I think Miami puts up quite a fight. I think they keep this within 10 points. I still think New England wins, but I think Miami keeps it respectable. Ryan Tannehill is a second quarterback option for me. I like Reggie Bush. Don't start Daniel Thomas since he's on IR. But Brian Hartline's back this week. I'm definitely starting him. I'm staying away from Devon Best and Marlon Moore and tight end Anthony Fasano, though. No kicker, no defense, because you know Tom Brady's going to put up points. But I I think Miami will hang in there. So New England, uh, quarterback Tom Brady, running back Stephen Ridley, Wide receivers, Wes Welker and Brandon Lloyd and tight end Aaron Hernandez are all good starts. Kicker, Stephen Gostkowski and the defense, I think, are both good starts. Running backs, Danny Woodhead and Shane Vereen, decent flex options. And Rob Gronkowski, again, you know, will he be back or won't he? I don't think it matters. I don't want to start him if you're in a championship game. I'm not going to start a guy who hasn't played in, in five or six weeks. Yeah, it's it's a long layoff. So now we move on to Oakland at San Diego. Again, no playoff implications and probably more people in the stands than there are watching the game on TV. But I think that San Diego still has a little bit more talent than Oakland does, especially if Matt Leinert is playing quarterback instead of Carson Palmer. I'll take Miami to, I mean, excuse me, San Diego to win this by a field goal 20 to 17. You secretly want to pick Miami to win. I just know it. But, no, uh, I, I don't. 
I agree with you that San Diego is going to win this game. I'm kind of interested to watch this just because I want to see what Matt Leinart actually is going to look like as a starting quarterback. It happens so infrequently, and everyone thought he was going to be such a surefire pick when when he was drafted. But I don't know. It would be nice to see him get functional at some point. I think that... He is really only a second quarterback option at best. I think he can start Darren McFadden. I would stay away from Marcel Reese. I think that his fantasy value has significantly decreased with McFadden getting healthy. I like Darius Hayward Bay this week. I think Denarius Moore could be a flex option. And unless you're in a really deep league, I would stay away from Rod Streeter. Say no to tight end Brandon Myers, no to the kicker, no to the defense. But I'm, I'm intrigued by this game. Yeah, I just, even as a USC fan, I just really can't see Matt Leinert uh, doing anything worthwhile in fantasy, even as a, a second quarterback, but we'll see. San Diego quarterback Phillip Rivers, I think he'll end the season on a positive note, and, you know, hopefully for San Diego fans, this is North Turner and A.J. Smith's last game there. As yeah, wide receiver, Mario Alexander, a good start, tight end Antonio Gates. And the defense are good starts. Running backs, Jackie Battle, Ronnie Brown are decent flex options. Brown is currently questionable with a hamstring injury, so keep your eye on that as the week goes by. Wide receiver Eddie Royal is showing some signs of life. If you're in a really deep league, he's a decent flex option. Wide receiver Robert Meacham and kicker Nick Novak are probably on your bench anyway, but just if you're in the championship team, or they're probably not even on your roster, but just in case they are, keep them out of your starting lineup this week. Solid advice. I can work with that. All right, let's move on. We've got Kansas City at Denver. And, again, here, not not too much going on, especially if Houston beats Indianapolis. Denver, I suppose that they they could wind up. I'm not sure who has the tiebreaker between Denver and New England. I think it's Denver, but... Peyton Manning um, doesn't like to – he doesn't particularly like to be rested, so I would think he'd talk his way into playing the majority of this game. Yeah, and a 2-13 and 13 team, I just don't see them putting up much of a fight. So I'll pick Denver to win this by a couple of touchdowns, if, even if Peyton Manning is wearing a baseball cap by the third quarter, but I'll take Denver to win this 31-17. I guess I can work with that. Um Kansas City, there's just not a lot to get excited about unless you're a Jamal Charles owner. (laughs) That's always good. Brady Quinn is really only a second quarterback option at best. Uh, I definitely like Jamal Charles, even against a tougher defense. Still, there's going to be enough value there to start him. Um, I would say no to all of their wide receivers. Dwayne Bowe is on IR, Jonathan Baldwin, Steve Breston, Dexter McCluster. I don't want to start any of them. I don't want to start tight end Tony Moyaki or the kicker or the defense or Peyton Hillis. Pretty much Jamal Charles is it for me. Yeah, Hillis showed some signs of life last week, but I agree. Especially but against the Denver defense uh, yeah, with a passing that's... Week. Yeah, yeah, no. No. Agreed. San Francisco mm-hmm. running back Frank Gore probable with a neat... Oh. What am I talking about? I'm one game ahead of us. All right. For Denver, quarterback Peyton Manning is a start. Running back, no Sean Moreno. Wide receivers, Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. Kicker, Matt Prater in the defense. Tight ends, Jacob Tammy and Joel Dreesen. Flex options. And, yeah, this this game. I guess if you like watch Peyton Manning carve up an inferior opponent, this will be fun. But other than that. There are a lot of people who like doing that, from what I understand. From what I understand, there are a lot of Chiefs haters out there, but anyway, this is not the year. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, apparently not. But anyway, why don't we move on to a game equally inconsequential, and that's San Francisco at Arizona. and Arizona at San Francisco. <laughs> Arizona at San Francisco, excuse me, right right time zone, wrong home team. But yeah, I, I kind of like this thing the NFL has done the last couple of years where they have all division games yeah. the last couple, you know, last week of the season. It, it makes things a lot more interesting and makes, as you pointed out before, it's, it's a lot less likely that we're going to see people being rested this week because there are still a fair number of games with at least one of the two teams with some shot at the playoffs then. So yeah, and if I'm, Arizona, if I'm a divisional opponent, I would love to spoil somebody's playoff chance. 
for sure. Right, right, or at least knocking down seating-wise. And, mm-hmm. of course, in the NFL, you're always playing for your job unless your name's Larry Fitzgerald. But even if your name's Larry Fitzgerald, you, know, you might be playing for a team that's just so bad that they're not going to be able to put up a fight against a team that looked really horrible against Seattle on Sunday night. But I think that was the combination of lousy weather, San Francisco having an off game, and just Seattle really playing out of their minds right now. I feel but like what on earth is Seattle doing? Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's pretty effective, whatever it is. But yeah. I think things will somewhat return to normal this week in, in terms of San Francisco, and I think they'll win this game their route. I'll say San Francisco 28 and Arizona 3. Yeah, I agree. This is this is going to be somewhat of a mess. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Brian Hoyer is starting for the Cardinals this week. Not only is he actually a member of the Cardinals, but he's going to get the start. Uh, you may remember us talking about him a few weeks ago as uh, a transaction. He'd been picked up by the Steelers when Big Ben was injured. They released him. Cardinals picked him up on the 10th. He relieved Ryan Lindley last week, and now he's going to get the start. What a crazy world we live in. Um, <laughs> Probably a better well, choice for them at this point than Ryan Lindley yeah, is, which is bad. Uh, last week we were saying Ryan Lindley is just a guy who's receiving a handoff, and pretty much the Cardinals seem to agree with us. So now we have Brian Hoyer. The handoff Hoyer. maker. Yeah, yeah, the handoff maker is right. Uh, I would say let's stay away from him. I don't even know if you can know an entire playbook at this point. But we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to see this just purely to see what this Arizona offense would look like. Uh, well, I want to see it to see if they're even going to play Beanie Wells after that stupid remark he made about, on, you know, treating this game as an audition for the other 31 teams. Well, and even if he plays the entire game, I probably wouldn't play him on my fantasy lineup. It's a terrible matchup on a no. terrible offense. Uh, stay away from the other running backs. You can start Larry Fitzgerald because. Quite frankly, you have to start somebody here. But say no to Andre Roberts and Michael Floyd and early Doucette. Don't start the tight ends. Don't start the kicker. Um, I would say the defense I I could see starting if I need to pick somebody up or I'm in a deeper league. I don't think San Francisco is going to score a ton of points, but this is one I'm on the fence about. For San Francisco, I would start running back Frank Gore. He's probably with a knee injury, but he's going to play as long as they still have something to play for. Wide receiver Michael Crabtree in the defense, good starts. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick, still a second quarterback for me. Running back for Michael James might be a decent flex option if you're in a really deep league just because I'm not sure Frank Gore is going to play the whole game if it gets out of hand, as I suspect it will. Mm-hmm. Tight end Vernon Davis questionable with a concussion, and Delaney Walker, both of those guys are flex options at best. Kicker David Akers is a decent play. Wide receivers Randy Moss and um, Mario Manningham is obviously on IR with an yeah. injury, so don't start him. And wide receiver Randy Moss, as I said, I, I would stay away from him too. I think this is uh, probably the swan song for his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, two more games to go. Let's go out west. So, uh, yeah, and, and watch Brian Hoyer will probably be the Jets' starting quarterback next year. I mean, we'll see. It's, it's open. Anybody yeah. could do it. <laughs> yeah, well, either that or they'll draft some college guy that'll, you know, have, get you know, rushed into it. It'd be fun to see somebody. Get broken. They'll, they'll probably draft somebody like Geno Smith and then have that not work out. Oh. But uh, we'll it's see. Option. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, St. Louis, Louis to Seattle. Seattle. I well, I thought last week that their string of fifty or at least forty something, yeah. forty plus point games was going to come to an end, but it didn't. This week they're at home again against an inferior opponent, but I think that I just I don't know where this offense is coming from. I know Russell Wilson. Nobody does. It's been playing out of his mind, and I know some of his scores have been on the defensive end of the ball, but still, I, I just don't see this game being a blowout. I think Seattle will win, but I'm picking them only by a touchdown. I'll go with Seattle 27 and St. Louis 20. I guess I have to agree. I keep picking against Seattle, but they keep they haven't lost a game at home. I just I think St. Louis is a better team. 
I think uh, offensively, defensively, I think they're a better team, and I would like to pick them, but I just, it's, ugh, I don't understand the Seattle team at all. I, I think they're definitely better defensive team than St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't I think St. Louis' that, defense but... gets the respect that it maybe deserves. It's not an elite defense, but I think it's pretty good. No. It's okay, um, but again, they play in a weak division, and they've had the benefit of playing the well, AFC. Seattle has a weak offense. It just, <laughs> but yeah. I, regardless, uh, Sam Bradford more second quarterback start. I think Steven Jackson is a flex option. I just don't know that he will get the points to constitute starting him as a running back. Stay away from Daryl Richardson. I am starting Danny Amendola, but not Brandon Gibson, Chris Givens, or Austin Pettis. Staying away from the tight end, the kicker, and the defense. I just, Seattle in Seattle is not a great matchup for anybody right now. Although I, I do think Seattle goes on the road in the playoffs and gets bounced in the first round. Yeah, unless they wind up winning the division, which would require San Francisco losing to Arizona, which isn't mm. going to happen. I just, I can't see them lasting. I, I just have a hard time imagining them winning a home excuse me, a road game in the in the wild card round. But yeah. let's see. First, Seattle, uh, let's see, Russell Wilson, quarterback, I would start him. Running back, Marshawn Lynch, questionable with a back injury, but I think he, you know, he's almost certainly going to play, and I would start him. Wide receivers, Golden Tate and Doug Baldwin, they're good starts. The defense is a good start. Wide receiver, Sidney Rice, has missed out on most of the party. He's questionable with a knee injury, and, He's a flex option for me if he's healthy enough to play. Kicker Stephen Hauschka is a decent start. Running back Robert Turbin, no. And tight end uh, Zach Miller is also a no for me. Okay. One game left. One game left. And who might be that? Who might be playing in that game? It's a Sunday night game between the Dallas Cowboys, the favorite team of yeah. one Janet Kimmel, and the Washington Redskins. And I... I know I've picked Dallas the last few weeks and thought that they would get to this point, but right now I, I think Washington's on a bit of a roll. I just don't see them losing this game. The defense isn't great, but I think their offense will make up for any uh, mistakes they have. I think they'll run the ball down Dallas's throats and pass just enough to be effective, and I'm going to take Washington to win this 35-24. to I think that the Cowboys are going to win. I just, I think they they got a little bit of confidence, even though they didn't beat New Orleans last week, the fact that they were able to come back and have a shot at that game, which they had no business being in overtime in. And the fact that RG3 is clearly hobbled with that knee injury, I think that Dallas can sneak one out here. I think this is going to be a very close, very down-to-the-wire game, which is exactly what the NFL is looking for. Uh, I know a lot of you think I hate the Giants, but I really, truly hate the Redskins. <laughs> Just so much. I would love to see the Cowboys win this game, but this really could go either way. Um, even if the Redskins lose, they can still get into the playoffs if a series of other things were to happen earlier on Sunday. Um, but I, I just... This will be an interesting one. I think fantasy-wise, you got a lot of value on both sides of the offenses here. Um, I'm okay starting Tony Romo, DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, and Miles Austin. I wish I could just start Des Bryant in the second half and have a different wide receiver in the first half since he only does damage in the second half. But uh, I'm not starting Kevin Ogletree or any of the other wide receivers. Definitely starting tight end Jason Wynn. I'm starting kicker Dan Bailey, who has proven to be pretty much the deciding factor in many of the games the last few weeks. But no to the defense because the Redskins' offense will score points. Um, even though RG3 may not be at full strength, I still think he's a decent start. I, I think he'll pass for you know, 200, somewhere between 200 and 250 yards, which will, and a couple of touchdowns, which will be enough to make him a you know, valid mm-hmm. fantasy option. So I would start him. Running back Alfred Morris should just have a field day against Dallas's defense. Wide receiver Santana Moss and Pierre Garçon, and I would start them. Kicker Kai Forbath is a good start. Defense, yeah, flip a coin, but I would say they are a good start. Running back having Royster, no. Wide receivers Josh Morgan and Leonard Hankerson, no. And tight end Logan Paulson is a no for me. 
All right, this this will be a very interesting game. Obviously, this is the one I'm most looking forward to this week, but, hey, you know. We'll yeah, see it'll be interesting. So, let's see here. What I wanted to ask you, since we have a few minutes left, just, you know, who are – Let's let's first just take you know what are your postseason predictions now? Your your preseason prediction was Baltimore San Francisco and, and Baltimore in the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Harbaugh winning it. Super the Harbaugh Bowl. Bowl. That Harbaugh. both teams are going to the playoffs, but I do not think that it's going to happen quite that way. <laughs> um, now I I think we could very realistically see a Denver-Green Bay rematch of the yeah. John Elway, Brett Favre, 98, 97 years. I, I think that could be I, – I would very much like to see that. I think those offenses would match up really well. I just – I don't be a fun game. I just don't see how anyone's going to beat Denver right now. Yeah, they they seem to be really – yeah, my only thing is that, you know, they've been playing so well for so long, you just wonder if they might have a – a down week at some point, but yeah, Peyton Manning. We'll, we'll it's hard to feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, but the guy has been probably the best quarterback on earth for the last, you know, for eleven of the last twelve years or whatever it's been, or thirteen mm-hmm. of the last fourteen years, and he still has one Super Bowl to his credit. So well, just, he's going to have again, two now. It's a team game, and yeah, I, I think yeah, I agree with you. That would be my choice as well, or maybe that's just the game I want to see, but. Yeah, Atlanta, I just I don't see them being for real. You know, I think I would think my AFC championship game would be Denver New England, which people I would think would love to see that Peyton Manning Tom Brady rematch. And on the flip side I think you'd get Green Bay and Atlanta just kind of by proxy of, of the NFC teams that got in. I think Atlanta's better than them and has the experience, but I don't think Atlanta is a, a complete enough team to actually win a Super Bowl, not this year. Well, it just their defense still doesn't impress me. I still think they're doing it with smoke and mirrors, and Green Bay's had better defenses in the past, and they've had a ton of injuries, but I would at this point, yeah, I'm not a Green Bay fan, but I, I still think that, you know, that they have more to offer right now than San Francisco or Seattle. Do Seattle's really literally the one wild card? You just don't know what's going on with them. If this little streak they're on, they've had the last games three where games. they've scored six points and games where they've scored like fifty-six points. You just—I mean, I 50s. thought the Giants were a bipolar team, but Seattle, like, what on earth? The, uh. But they've been consistently good for several weeks now, and I, I wouldn't say several we'll for a few weeks. Well, they've won three games in a row, I think, where they scored like 56, 50, and 42 points. It's hard to argue against that, or 56, 52, and 42, or whatever it's been. But they're 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 certainly peaking at the right time, put it that way. Yeah, we'll see what happens when they go on the road. Well, if they were able to get a home game, which, again, isn't going to happen because there's yeah. no way Arizona loses that game, you know, beats San Francisco, but... That would be an interesting matchup. But uh, and so, one last quick question: uh, Who's your fantasy MVP for the season? Um, give me a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back. Who are your fantasy MVPs for this year? From where they were drafted to what they did, I would say quarterback-wise, probably Peyton Manning. Running back for sure, Doug Martin, and wide receiver. Ah, I just I don't know if I can pick. I don't know if I can pick just one wide receiver. Who would yours be? I would say Adrian Peterson would be my running back. Just there were a lot of question marks about mm-hmm. him going into the season, and he was still there in the second round of a lot of drafts, and he's been far and away. Well, maybe not far and away. Aaron Foster's had a good season too, but I don't think anybody can argue that Adrian Peterson, what okay. he's done Your with that two? offense. Is, yeah, and then uh, quarterback, I, th- I agree with you about Peyton Manning. Just you know, He was a big question mark coming into the season, and then the other guy, Wide receiver-wise, I, I think it's actually Des Bryant. I think he was yeah. still there in the third and fourth round in a lot of uh, leagues. You know, Calvin Johnson was going in the first round in just about any league. But uh, yeah. I would say Des. Good, pick. Good picks. Uh, and like we mentioned, it is our last show of the season. It is championship week for a lot of you. But you can find us all week long, all year long, all off-season long 
all over the place uh, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show and at our personal Twitter accounts as well. I'm JKIM16 and Scott is fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at fantasyfootballsherpa.com where there's a great blog. We'll be back with you guys next summer to get ready for our fourth year of the show. And good luck to everyone in their championships, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, good luck, everyone, and I just want to thank you, Janet. It's always a lot of fun uh, hosting the show with you. It's hard to believe it's been three years already, but uh, thank you. I I know you work a lot harder on this program than I do, but uh, anyway, just wanted to (laughs) to thank you and just say it's really a, a lot of fun doing the show with you. The feeling is very mutual, and thank you so much for all of you for listening to us each week, and good luck. We'll see you next year. Along.